The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it, wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father and a mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother. A mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. We all have an idea of who Jesus is, and and hopefully that comes from hearing scripture, from hearing homilies, from uh, prayer, and from uh, learning much about him. However, we have to always remember that Jesus isn't just a nice picture, right? He's not a static reality, um, but he is a dynamic person, someone who challenges us, someone who doesn't change, but is dynamic in personality and someone that we can continue to learn more about always. Just as even somebody who you know really well, you can still learn more about them, right? After you think that you've learned everything about that person, uh, there's more to know because they're a person. They're a person with uh, a lot, a lot more there than just meets the eye or even after we dig deeper, there's always more to go. And so Jesus today gives us a a very clear example of something to to think about, to ponder, where he he kind of, in some ways, contradicts himself, but he doesn't contradict himself. He just, again, gives a greater, I think, kind of view of what he has come for. Jesus says that he has come to give us life, come to give us abundant life. He wants to give us peace. But here he says that he has not come to establish peace on earth. And that might be a little bit surprising. He came to bring, give division. When you think about Jesus, when I think about Jesus, I think about peace and I think about unity, right? And here he's saying, well, no, I haven't come for peace on this earth, but instead division. And we can say, well, that doesn't make sense and then move on or to meditate on a little bit, right? Think about how does this, how does this help us to understand more about Jesus, more about ourselves, and more about what we're called to. And what I would say here, what it helps us to make this distinction of a piece of the world, a piece that the world wants to give us, and a piece that Christ gives us. Now, we make the distinction at different times. Even Jesus says, I give you peace, not as the world gives, but I give it, right? So he makes this distinction And he wants to be very clear here again that he doesn't come to establish peace on earth, at least at this time, in rather division. And he wants to set it on fire. Now, when you think of fire, we think of something that's, I think of, the initial thing is something that's destructive, right? Something that's not particularly good. But yet Jesus here wants the world on fire. And so this is where the distinction that I'd make that the 
very much uh, the world wants to give peace, but it wants to give ease. It, it thinks that peace is the absence of war, right? But we know that peace is something more than just the absence of war, right? It's not just ease. It's not just consolation, but it's much more. The Christian life, there is division. There's difficulty. There's suffering. But we can still have peace that Christ gives in the midst of it. That we seek um, something more in the Christian life than just an absence of, again, struggle. We actually see in the Christian life that struggle isn't something to be avoided, but something that's actually good. Something that good and something to be uh, pursued. St. Catherine of Siena uh, gave us kind of a, a little understanding here. She says, right? She says, without war, there is no peace. Now, do we want war? No, right? But in the life that we live, there is no, without war, there is no peace. And what that helps us to understand is that in the Christian life, the Christian life is a life of combat. It is a life of struggle to seek that peace which endures, which isn't something, again, just the absence of struggle, but is something more. Now, fire is one of the examples that he gives us. This fire, he came to set the earth on fire. Now, fire, again, is something that I think of as something that's destructive, right? It's something that burns you, can hurt you. But it's also something that is incredibly powerful and actually purifying. When we think about the purification process, often of metals and other things, it's actually to heat it up really hot. It's to use fire in that way. We think of uh, forests. One of the ways that forests actually are reborn in some ways is sometimes through fire. There's fire is actually this thing which is destructive, but also purifying. It also helps uh, grow and give new birth. And so it's this contradictory thing in the midst of our life that while we're on fire, it, it rids us of some things and builds us with other things. The Holy Spirit is often, an exa- often presented as the Holy Spirit, as purification and love. We talk about love. We, I think there's a really good um, kind of analogy when we think about kind of passionate love, right? Love, someone who's, who's fallen in love, someone who's on fire with love, forgets a lot of other things, right? Uh, they are consumed in some ways with love. And this is actually one of, the exa- one of my favorite Uh, kind of images of Jesus is the sacred heart. And often with the sacred heart, we have fire coming out of the the top of his heart. Why is that? It's not for suffering's sake. It's uh, he is willing to suffer and the sacred heart is still suffering for us, but it's willing to suffer because it's so consumed with love for us. So consumed with love that it's willing to endure any suffering that it has to in order to love us. That Jesus is even willing to suffer and die on the cross out of being consumed with love. That even though that he doesn't want to suffer and die, he's willing to do it because of his consuming love for us. And in the spiritual life, that's very much should be similar for us as well. There are certain times when you might not want to come to Mass, right? But hopefully, out of a consuming love, 
out of a desire to love God and to love neighbor that you come anyways. That's okay. It's okay if emotionally you don't always feel like you want to do certain things. That's not what love is. Love is the willing the good of the other for the other's sake. And we see that example with Jesus Christ, most especially, and we should also see it in our life as well. And that the way that we want to be able to ultimately live that life, to have the earth on fire, what I'm, again, convinced, the only way that we set the world on fire, the way that Jesus desires us, is if we ourselves are on fire. If we ourselves are on fire with love for God and love for neighbor. And what's the way to be able to do that? Well, unfortunately, I I hate to tell you this, but it's combat. It's difficulty. It's struggle. It's continuing to feed that fire in our life, which sometimes requires us to get out of bed, which requires us to do things that we don't always want to do. But that's the way that we feed that fire in our heart, in our love, uh, is to continue to use these means uh, that God has given us. And what are some of those things that he's given us? Well, he's given us, uh, he's given us prayer, right? He's given us prayer to unite himself, ourselves to him, to grow in a greater desire for him. He's given us a sacrifice, that whenever we offer up sacrifices in love, we grow in a greater, uh, a greater fire of love. And that he's given us discipleship, hopefully other people who are teaching us in the faith. He's given us our friends who help us, hopefully again, in the faith. He's given us the church, the teachings of the church. He's given us the Mass and the Eucharist. The Eucharist, one of the primary and most beautiful ways in which we feed that fire in our soul is by receiving the Eucharist, okay? And so we come here to feed that love, to feed that soul because Jesus Christ desires us to rid ourselves of every burden and to continue to seek him always. I love the second reading today. The second reading today tells us, rid ourselves of every burden and sin. And how do we do that? While keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. The Christian life is a life of combat. At times, our heart will be divided. At times, our life might feel divided, right? As Jesus says that he did not come for peace, but division. That at times, our life will be divided. And I think as well, to just kind of take it a little bit again uh, more personal, is that we want, we acknowledge that sometimes our heart is divided as well, right? We want God, but yet we don't want God, right? We want to do the right thing, but we don't want to do the right thing, right? We know what to do, but we don't do it, right? And so there is this struggle and division that happens within our heart, and that's okay. That's part of the life that God has given us. The only way that we will lose is if we don't get back up, all right? And Jesus Christ gives us this struggle, not because uh, he wants uh, something bad for us, but because it's the way of growth, right? It's the way of true and authentic love is this struggle, is this continued uh, working towards. But what I would encourage is the world offers a freedom from this struggle by just saying, don't worry about it, or you're just fine the way that you are. 
Now, I will say God loves you just the way you are. But it's similar to, again, the love of a child, where you know that the child, as they grow, they learn more and more is expected of them. God desires us. He loves us exactly the way that we are. But he loves us so much that he's not content with us just to remain the way that we are. Because he's made us for more. He's made us to be in love. He's made us to be on fire with love. And ultimately, until that point, we'll always be empty. Which, unfortunately, I have to uh, be honest that in this world, we will never be completely at peace. We will be at peace in this world if we do what's right, if we've done everything that we can, but there will always be a struggle in it. And that's okay, all right? I just want us to let us know that it's okay to struggle. It's okay if there is divisions in your life. Jesus Christ came here to help bring healing in that. He wants us to be on fire. He knows us. He tells us the end game. He wants us to be with him in perfect peace with him forever in heaven. But until that time, we are here on earth. And so let us continue to use those gifts that he's given us to ignite that fire, to be, um, to experience a certain amount of peace, but also to not be seeking a peace of this world, an absence of conflict, an absence of struggle. Uh, the Christian life is a life of combat, is a life of struggle. And so let us continue in that struggle. Let us continue in that world and continue to grow, uh, to become, not make Jesus into our image or his law into what we like, but instead continue to conform our life to a greater desire to be like Jesus, to continue to conform our life to what he has made us for.